Welcome to a Why Is This News edition of the Hangout in the Holy Land, the official podcast of LandGrantHolyLand.com, your SB Nation blog covering all things Ohio State Athletics 24-7, 365. My name is Matt Tamanini, one of the managing editors for this site, and I am joined, as always, by Land Grant contributor and editor emeritus, the lovely Buckeye herself, Bleeding Green Nation's Alexis Chasen. Alexis, we didn't have a, an episode last week because it was a bye week, and no one really wanted to talk about anything last week because everyone was still so pissed off about Purdue, but we are back. We have football tomorrow. Things are hopefully going to get right with the Buckeye world. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of excited. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure how to feel about it at this point, I feel like. I think that's fair. I, I think a lot of Buckeye Nation didn't sit as easy as you would like to over a bye week. You would think as 7-1, and one, you would be able to rest and relax and enjoy college football during that bye week. But man, coming off that Purdue butt kicking, you know, I think everyone kind of had a a really bad taste in their mouth for the entire two weeks. And I think it's bubbled over in a lot of of the fans, no matter where they come down on it. Some are mad about the defense, about uh, defensive coaches. Some are mad about the offensive line. Some are mad about Urban. Some are mad at people for being mad at Urban. Um, So I just think there's a lot of angst going on in the Buckeye fandom. And really, the only thing that can fix that is if they play really well against Nebraska. And and I just don't know why we should expect it to be any different than what we've seen so far this year. But who knows? Maybe two weeks without a game and they've been able to figure some things out and get some changes in place to make things better going forward. Well, like I know that Urban Meyer's um, record after a loss is excellent, Mm -hmm. but... I feel like maybe going into a bye week sort of takes away a little bit of that urgency for the players, you know, to have to really come back and get a win. I, obviously, that's what they're going to want to do, but to have to to have that time to sort of get away from the program for a minute and recharge is good. But I don't know if after a loss is the best time for that. Well, I mean, I think yes, they, they want to get a, a win. I don't necessarily think getting a win is is the issue here like they should be able to beat nebraska no matter what i think the the issue will be is if they're able to correct those problems that have made games closer than they should be with all due respect to what scott frost did at ucf and what he's hopefully going to do in the future in lincoln they've got two wins and one of them's against bethune cookman i mean you know this should be a chance for ohio state to do a lot of things well but they haven't played well against some bad teams so you're right that a lot of coaches went on the road, did some recruiting. Um, so they might not, might've been a little bit, you know, gone from the program players had, you know, get a little bit of chance to rest up and get healthy, but I'm just not super optimistic about the chance that things might've turned around that quickly. So we will see. No, and we'll get, we'll get to my prediction, but I can definitely say I am no longer of the 60 plus points (laughs) per game fandom. Yeah. Well, maybe combined, it'll be a huge score, but we'll, we'll see. But the first thing that we wanted to talk about Alexis is something that's kind of ties in to what I mentioned about the angst in the Buckeye fandom. There've been a lot of questions about Urban Meyer's longevity at Ohio State for a lot of reasons this season, dating back to his suspension at the beginning of the season due to the handling of the Zach Smith situation. Since then, though, it's been less about that and more about just the general dismay that he seems to have on the sideline. Many people have been comparing it to the way that he exited Florida and with some health issues and some stress issues and things that just got to him where he decided it was better for him personally and for his family 
to no longer be coaching. At his Monday press conference, he was asked a question about his future. And he said, not completely on, you know, unequivocal terms, but he said, I will be coaching next year. Yes, moved on. He didn't go deeper on it. People, Alexis, can say anything at a press conference and go back on it. So I didn't really take that with a ton of of certainty. But what was interesting to me was he brought in three Ohio State beat writers and gave them a little bit of a better explanation as to what he's been going through health-wise. He talked about the cyst that he had um, on his brain, the surgery that he had, the implications of that. And he said that he can, he intends to continue to coach. But man, I understand why he did it because it was completely a recruiting-driven reason to do that. But you have to question, like, this is not good for either Urban or Ohio State long term if people know that he has significant health issues that aren't going away. No, not at all. And you can, like you said about him saying he's going to be the coach next year, I feel like a health excuse is the best excuse. Like, oh, I wasn't lying to you, but my health had just gotten to a point where I no longer could make this work. Um, I do think it's kind of weird how he handled having the discussion about his health. I mean, I understand, you know, wanting to have more of an intimate one-on-one conversation with some of those reporters to really get, um, you know, I'm sure it's difficult to discuss your health in a public setting like that, but it is a little weird to me that he would just call up, you know, a couple of guys to, to handle that kind of news. I do think it's important. He, told recruits like you had mentioned and things like that. But I think it's sort of, I don't know, a bigger picture. Like he hasn't looked great on the sideline. It seems like now things are starting to line up for his leaving the program in some capacity. Um, I always said I thought he was going to be here in 2019 and then he would leave after that season, maybe giving it to Ryan Day. But now it's sort of looking like that really could be happening faster or like sooner rather than later. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I want to make predictions just because it really comes down to just him. I mean, him, him and Shelly and his family, maybe. So it's really tough to read the tea leaves here. But you'd have to be concerned that if you're an Ohio State recruit, that there is a distinct possibility that Urban Meyer will not be there after this season. Heck, he might not even make it to, to the bowl game, depending on if something really goes haywire with his, his health issue. But the reason that he did this and he said, look, I've been dealing with this, he said, after the surgery since 2014. I've coached, no problems, we've won. And that was his message, really, was to tell recruits that, look, this, I'm dealing with this, I've been dealing with this, this isn't anything different than the entire last four years, your entire time of high school um, has been him dealing with this. So I see that he was trying to kind of tamp down the fires of, of potential negative recruiting, but I, I just have to feel like... In the big picture, it might have hurt it just as much as if he'd stayed quiet. So um, I, I find it very hard to guess what he's going to do coaching-wise because his, his well, departure sure. from Florida was pretty abrupt and unsuspected. So I, I completely could see the situation where you're right. He might be gone after this year, might be gone after next year. I also think he's super stubborn, though, so I don't know that he would right. give in like that. But I think, I mean, OSU has a really good recruiting system in general, obviously. I mean the results show that, but I think it would be really smart of them right now to be discussing with recruits should something 
happen where Meyer couldn't handle these responsibilities or had to take a leave or had to step aside. Here's what our plan B is. We have a plan in place. Make the, make the young guys feel comfortable with, okay, so if it isn't Meyer, it's, it's, you know, this coaching staff. And I, I obviously know they can't make that commitment before they have sort of contracts in place and all that stuff, but just to have sort of a secession plan in general, um, might, you know, help on the recruiting trail, at least a little bit. Yeah, and that's why when this whole Ryan Day is the coach and waiting thing came out, I wrote an article that saying if he's going to stay at Ohio State long term and he's not really interested in taking a head job in the next year or two, make him the coach and waiting. Who the hell cares whether or not that actually happens? What it tells recruits is that I'm staying, I'm committed to this program, and it takes away some of that negative recruiting that other coaches, Dabo Sweeney, um, might do in trying to get into the heads of the high school players and say, Urban Meyer's not going to be here. Who's going to be the new head coach? Oh, you like Ryan Day? He's probably going to leave to be a head coach somewhere else. If you just tell them what your plan is, or if you just have a plan, because who knows if they even have a plan at this point. But if you just right. tell them you have a plan and say, look, Ryan Day is going to be here if Urban decides to go, that probably quells a lot of things. It probably brings up some issues too. But I think you're right that it does make things a little easier for folks, I would think. Especially with, you know, Ryan Day being the quarterback coach, you know, like and having the offensive coordinator type responsibilities with play calling. I feel like those are really important positions in recruiting. You know, you want to bring in good quarterbacks. You want to bring in good offensive players. You know, so he's a, a guy to be, I don't know, to put yourself behind, in my opinion. Yeah, and I and I don't think either of us are advocating for Urban Meyer being pushed out the door. I think oh, at this no. point, I, I think at this point, Ohio State has said they're not getting rid of Urban Meyer. If they wanted to get rid of Urban Meyer, they would have done that in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think he's getting fired. I think if he leaves, this will one hundred percent be his choice, um, or you know, him and his doctors and family or whatever. Ultimately, I really just want what's ever best for him health wise. Obviously, we know he can still do the job, and OSU can still be a winning program, but. Um, you know, Urban Meyer has given the university a lot and, you know, he needs to take care of himself. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So it's one of those situations where there aren't a ton of answers and it's, it's more questions that every time something is asked, more questions, (laughs) you know, pop up because it's, how do you deal with this? But it, it was an interesting way that he unfolded this news this week and how he handled it. And we'll see what happens because as you mentioned, Ryan Day, might be the next head coach, but he might be the next head coach at Maryland as well. We are not going to get into the absolute circus happening uh, in Maryland with DJ Durkin being retained as the head coach, then fired as the head coach. But there is a top 10 list floating out there from different you know media reports and stuff. And I don't think this is necessarily anything official, but both Ryan Day and Greg Schiano have appeared on some short lists of candidates for that job. Um, I think either of them would be very good hires. Uh, Greg Schiano obviously has coached in that area, uh, you know, over on the on the East Coast. Probably knows a lot of the places to recruit. Ryan Day is up and coming, so could either of them get that job? Sure. Do I think any of them are going to get that job? Probably not. I mean, I would think Schiano more than Ryan Day, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, but I would also be holding the back of Ryan Day's shirt you know, a la little giants, not letting him go. Like that's not happening. You're especially not for Maryland. Like, If yeah. you're going to leave, definitely USC. not for Maryland. Like he could go, to, I could see him going to USC after this year when they fire Clay Helton. Like I could see yeah. that happening. But, or replacing Chip Kelly at uh, UCLA. 
he's they're not firing chip after one year i'm they should though i mean he went in with a pretty barren cabinet but anyway so that'll be something to keep an eye on alexis something else that happened in the news this week on tuesday night they released the first college football playoff rankings of the season ohio state came in at number 10 which i think is fair given how weak they've looked at times ohio state probably controls its own destiny it's not guaranteed because i think some of these teams could win out but they do have number five michigan still on their schedule and then presumably against somebody who will be ranked in the top 25 in the Big Ten championship game if they get there. So they'll have the chance to move up. Chaos obviously always happens and teams lose. So it's not a guarantee that if they went out, they'll get in. But I would think you'd feel pretty good about them getting in if they beat Michigan State, Michigan, and then, I mean, one of the 19 teams in the Big Ten West that might end up in the championship game. Yeah, I really need to see how Ohio State adjusts over the next couple weeks before I'm even excited about the potential for them to make it into the playoffs, <laughs> because I definitely don't want another situation where we get there, maybe we shouldn't have gotten there, and then we're embarrassed because that's just no good for anyone. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I'm not even excited about the playoffs yet. I just want us to improve over the next few weeks and really fix some of the schematic problems that we seem to be having. Yeah, I, I've kind of re reevaluated my expectations and my optimism for the season, not based off of a national championship that could come back down the line. But I just want to I, I would like to win a Big Ten title. Um, you know, obviously we don't get rings, but as a fan, like that's something that is still in reach and something that Ohio State can control. At this point, they can't control the rankings of the college football playoff. And like you said, they've gotten in to national championship games and even college football playoffs when they probably weren't great. And I would rather not have a situation where they go in and get the doors blown off of them again. Right. Like I, that's just not a good look for anybody. So I, I would just want them to look good. Like you said, win a big 10 title and then let the chips fall where they may. And hopefully they'll be ready to compete. And look, they've, they've gotten better in the last month of seasons in the past. So it's not without, precedent that oh, they yeah. could do that i just i want to see it before i believe it right <laughs> exactly i need some proof yeah speaking of that alexis let's go to predictions for the ohio state nebraska game coming up at noon on saturday on the fox network um you already previewed you are going to pull back your prediction uh philosophy a little bit here uh, what do you have for your prediction for this game I'm going 36-21. I sort of don't know why I'm giving Nebraska 21, but I do feel like our defense isn't going to have it all together. Shiano didn't seem super willing to make a ton of changes, um, you know, noting, oh, we just have to fix a few details. Like, no, it's a little bit more than that. So <laughs> I'm not really sure if he's committed to that sort of a bigger overhaul. Um, so I'm going 36-21, but the offense should be good. Hopefully we can run the ball. Yeah, I, I see. I have a score that's very similar to you, but I don't think that makes our offense very good. Like I have a prediction of 35 <laughs> to 24. There's no reason Ohio State shouldn't score 50 plus on Nebraska, and I hope that they do. But because they have been so one sided, I just don't have any confidence that they'll be able to actually put together a running game as well as having Dwayne Haskins throw for 725 yards or something. If they're able to get Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins some holes to run through, 
I think that that could be good. But I'm going 35-24. Adrian Martinez is a great true freshman quarterback. That is a run threat for the Cornhuskers, which means that Ohio State won't <sighs> know what they're going to do and um, probably not great. But I do think Ohio State will win. They're just too good not to. I can't take another game with a quarterback that looks like Trace McSorley against our defense. I just can't do it. Um, maybe find something else to do at noon on Saturday then, Alexis. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about something that I know you will be tuned into, and that is the NFL Sunday. Why don't you give us an update as to what's been going on with former Buckeyes in the National Football League? Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of news out of the NFL this week, but Terrell Pryor signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills through 2018. I'm so So sorry, TP. So sorry for that. Oh, and they just signed Matt Barkley. The Bills are just a mess right now. So he's got about eight weeks to earn another contract, either with Buffalo or elsewhere. Um, But, you know, a lot of jokes have been made this week about the Bills bringing TP in as a quarterback. And while that might be a joke, like, they would be smart to maybe consider it. I mean, they're starting Nathan Peterman, Nathan Peterman, and the backup is Matt Barkley. So, like, just give Terrell Pryor the start and go from there. (laughs) That's so bad. I know. And further south, defensive tackle um, Buckeye Michael Bennett was cut by the Falcons after just a couple weeks. And I'd like to send my condolences to LGHL alum Gianna Thomas, who no longer can claim a Buckeye on her NFL team. And it's hard. It's a hard life. Yeah, that's sad. The Falcons it are is. a mess. They really are, too. <laughs> Falcons and the Bills, man. What are you doing? Uh, well, and then last night, you know, Thursday night football, we had Gary on Conley and Jonathan Hankins and the Raiders are, I have no idea what John Gruden is doing to that team, but Neither boy, do they look bad. John Gruden doesn't know what he's doing either. I mean, yeah, Conley being traded by the tra- trade deadline would have been the best thing to happen to him. But unfortunately, it looks like he's stuck in Oakland for at least this season. Poor guy. Uh, All right, moving from NFL football to college basketball, Ohio State had their exhibition game on Thursday night against UNC Pembroke. Won't get into a ton of details about this one because it was an exhibition game against UNC Pembroke. But Ohio State did win 81-63. to Woo! Yeah, believe it or not, Micah Potter led all Buckeye scores with 13 points. He was followed closely by Caleb Wesson with 12. Caleb Wesson did have a double-double, adding uh, 10 rebounds to go along with it um kyle young had nine points as did freshman luther muhammad and another freshman jadon ladee so it looks like chris holtman was trying to get um some of the younger players some uh some touches in this game but it uh, was definitely a, a rotation that got a lot of guys a lot of opportunities to get into the game um 11 guys saw more than 10 minutes of action, including a lot of them up around 18, 19 minutes. So this will be a, a, a good week here, Alexis, as we lead into the first actual game of the season on Thursday night against Cincinnati to see what we uh, uh, really have for this Buckeye team. I know we are both super excited about this team, and we have that huge preview that we released um, over the last week or so with 13 different articles about the Ohio State basketball team. We'll put a link to that in the uh article about this episode on landgrantholyland.com so check that out lots of good stuff and it's time to get excited about buckeye basketball again i'm officially all in i can't wait alexis yeah. is all in so it's uh it's got to be a good season all right let's it's gonna be all right so why don't we close out here alexis with a schedule of what's going on with the other buckeye teams uh in action over the weekend Yeah, we are starting to transition a bit from fall to winter sports this weekend. Uh, The men's and women's swim and dive teams will host Denison on Friday night at 6 p.m. 
Uh, Women's Hockey will host St. Cloud State on Friday at 6 and again on Saturday at 3. The men's hockey team will be on the road to take on Notre Dame at 7.30 p.m. on both Friday and Saturday night. Women's Volleyball will be in Columbus this weekend, hosting Illinois on Friday at 7 and Northwestern on Sunday at 1. The fencing team is competing in the Penn State Invitational on both Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, the Ohio State football team will kick off against Nebraska on Saturday at noon. I always want to go to a fencing match. Like, I don't really know anything about fencing. Like, I would just... Except that it's the appropriate time to use touche. <laughs> it's the only appropriate time <laughs> to use touche. Um, I know nothing about fencing, but I would like to learn, I think, just because, like, I never understand, like, if you watch it on the Olympics, like, I don't... Like, it looks like sometimes they touch and sometimes they don't. And how do you... Uh, whatever. It's, Seems complicated. It is very complicated. I just want to, like, play around and pretend I'm, like, puss in boots like, with, you know, a sword and <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun. Very good reference there, Alexis. Um, Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hangout in the Holy Land. You can follow this very podcast on Twitter at Holy Land Pod. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. You can find Alexis on those same social media platforms at Lovely Buckeye. Folks, we're back at football here. Knock on wood. Wear your lucky Buckeyes. Sit in your lucky seats. Do whatever you have to do to make Ohio State's defense look better. I, I don't know that I can stomach another game like the one against Purdue. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, either way, whatever happens, we will always say, go Bucks. Go Bucks.